got a quest. Hello and welcome back to another episode where we'll be taking our listener questions and discussing them in greater detail in a, an individual type of episode. This has been a rather intricate introduction. Um, we've tried it four times and I still don't know what to say. I don't know if you just want to jump in, bro, and do your thing. I mean, this this is coming after episode 103 where we'll be addressing listener questions from both episode 102 and episode 103. This is a new thing we're doing in order to give our listeners a bit more importance and a we don't uh-huh. need to rush our answers in order to stay just under that two-hour mark. Exactly. So, it's like, oh, we've got five minutes left. Um, quickly, listener questions now. This is no. better. We can discuss them a bit more freely. Exactly. And, and make it a bit more conversational, less yes. of a presentation. Shall we give them a hint as to what happened yesterday? Because this episode was meant to be recorded yesterday. And we didn't record it yesterday. But we did record something yesterday. We recorded something yesterday um, with... Uh, somebody I'm sure a lot of you know about, mm. but that's all we're going to leave it at. It's probably not exactly mm. what you're expecting, yeah. but let's just say we're not going to be that quiet in the Christmas period and we've got something to post. Yes, hashtag watch this space. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the first step, the first question is from Frank, our boy on Twitter. Who yes, I love Frank. He's so engaging. Episode, man. He's he so listens, engaging. He Frank. listens to every episode and he gives us feedback on each episode. And I love that. I wish everyone was like that, you know? Yeah. He gives us like um great episode um, and like two opinions. It's great. You know? Everyone be like Frank. Yes, Frank, please. don't change a thing, baby. We love you, Frank. Are Milan still in the title race? I mean, the boring answer is uh, mathematically of course they are yeah because there's a long that's, way that's obviously. <laughs> there's a long way to go a lot can happen we've seen tides shift quite a bit from what i have seen milan are not on the same level as juve when it comes to getting results and they're not on the same level as inter when it comes to playing football mm-hmm. so i do think that those two are going to go all the way and it'll be very, very close because both of them will struggle to drop points, quite mm-hmm. frankly, while Milan will probably end up in a top four battle. Ah, The thing is, um, I can't help but feel that if with this, situ- this injury situation kind of holding up a little bit mm-hmm. and um, many of these key pieces from Milan coming back, the worst might be behind them. And we don't know when Juve or Inter or if Juve and Inter are going to hit a poor run of form right this season because mm-hmm. it could be that they just keep going my the entire thing, season. My thing is that they've both had their injuries. I know Milan have probably had yeah. it worse. Inter had it fucking bad, bro, they, with they, their they defense. Had, they had defensive injuries. But what do they have? Depth. They have a deep squad and the deep squad knows how to play the system. They've got yes. Darmian who knows how to play the system as a right wing back. And he can also play the system as a centre-back. And and they have that with a bunch of players. We saw Carlos Augusto doing it. We see Hakan. He's capable of playing in multiple different areas of midfield as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the depth is unmatched. The experience is unmatched. I think Inter can get away with the injuries. And, and Milan can't. We thought yeah. they added depth, which they did. But... Inexperienced depth, it'll just take some time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it this way: um, there are 69 points left to play for. It's match yes. day 15. Ay, ay, Milan, ay, Milan, 69. Milan are nine points behind, nine points behind first place. So mathematically, as you said, the boring answer: they are still in the title race. But Milan's biggest enemy right now is themselves, because it the ball's in their court, or mm. rather, the ball's on their pitch. Yeah. Um, if they win 
every game from now mm. on. If they win most games, they'll probably win the league, Milan. That's how it stands right now because nine points can be dropped uh-huh. in, you know, very easily. Like, mm-hmm. so you're telling me Inter aren't gonna lose three, four games this season? They're not gonna draw anyone? Like, mm. you know, but you're telling me Milan are gonna win all the games? That's you it. Know what I that's mean? it. I highly, highly doubt. That it's possible, but as it stands, yes, Milan are still in the title race. As it stands, you know what is not in Milan's favor now mm. nowadays. Well, so we know Juve have no European competitions. We know Inter are gonna have the Champions League once again this year. Let me tell you what I think: playing on Thursday night is gonna serve Milan worse than playing on a Tuesday or Wednesday is gonna serve Inter because you know what's gonna happen now. Yeah. So Thursday, firstly, is later on. Fucking obviously. Yeah. So it's closer to the weekend. Subsequently, Milan are going to play Monday night football. And Monday night football is different. Monday yeah. night football is not Saturday football. It's not Friday football. It's not Sunday football. There's something it's, in the air on a Monday. There's something weird about Mondays, Jake. Yeah. And, Milan, and especially Milan playing on a Milan Monday. will play on a, on a Monday at 6.30pm in a fourth kit. And... Someone obscure will score from half pitch. Bruno like, Alves. <laughs> you know, like, it's that that is gonna be Milan's season now. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, yeah. Most games I've seen Milan play on a Monday ended badly. Yeah, I think there's a second. Part. Frank, yes, he has a part two. It's about Lorenzo Lucca. He says with two goals for Udinese at the weekend, is it a false dawn or can he actually make a consistent impact? Lorenzo Lucca. I'm somewhere in between those two statements. Um, I don't think. It's a false dawn. Is that the term? I don't think it's a false dawn. I think he's a very talented um, player, very technically gifted, especially for his size. And he's smart as well. Um, I don't know if he can be consistent because A, he's not quite there yet. He's still figuring it out, especially after coming from overseas, doing this and that. He's still figuring it out and getting back up to Serie A. Um, additionally to that, how consistent could you be in a team like Udinese? You cannot be consistent in a team like Udinese. We've seen multiple players struggle for consistency over there, and right now they are one of the worst teams in the league. I genuinely think if he was in a team with a slightly different system, then he could find consistency. Doesn't need to be a better team, but it could be a team that suits his play style a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The thing is, um, yeah, I can't help but feel he's being a little bit wasted. Like Imagine I see Lorenzo Lucca. Yeah, I was example. about to say spearheading Sassuolo, or like Atalanta would turn him into a demon. Absolutely. This guy, for those of you who don't know who Lorenzo Lucca is, of course, my favorite thing to mention about this guy is that he's the tallest outfield player in the league, standing at six foot seven. Okay, mm-hmm. massive guy. Um, that's basically two point oh one meters for. Six foot, seven is, six foot seven is fucking crazy. Absolutely man. crazy. He was on loan at Ajax um, last season. However, he didn't do that well. Um, he played 14 games for them, scored two goals. And then I guess he played the rest of the games with Young Ajax. Young Ajax must be like their youth team or something, I right? Guess. Where he scored six goals in 13 games. He's been at the likes of Vicenza, Torino, Palermo, Pisa. He never played for Torino, by the way. But he's always scored wherever he's been. And... I think he learned a lot from this year at Ajax because I, I like watching him in Serie B and all that. He stands out as a player always because of his sheer size. But mm-hmm. his ability to control the ball and hold up play and his his ability, his awareness around him, like he sees the teammates running into channels and he can mm-hmm. play them through. He's a very intelligent player. And I think that year at Ajax served him even 
served him well. It made him an even more complete striker. Yeah, we know that Ajax is a, a hub for creating some of the best players that we've ever had in, in world football. And I'm not saying actually that Luka is going to be at that level. But I just hope that he's not um, ignored or he's not disrespected by the Italian league. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they make their decision up about a player and they just don't give them another chance. This guy is just six, six foot seven, freak, only good for headers. Fucking uh, no, he's on ass. our bench. He's not but, at all like that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But the, the consensus um, might be that if he has a bad season or he doesn't show up. Yeah, this is his in a first. I hope he doesn't get disrespected because he does have a high ceiling. This is his first season in Serie A, and he's got four goals in 14 games for the I'm not sure if the if one of them was in the cup or not, but he definitely has three in the league for sure. Yeah, he has two, so, two in one not game. Bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. not bad at all for Lorenzo Luca. What do you think? Can he find consistency? Yes, man. I think so. At Udinese. I think, yes, because he's much better than Isaac's success. Mm. You know, I'm, I find it bizarre how he doesn't play more often. Like, you're really going to prioritize industry up front over this sheer talent that no you got. can't you can't he needs to play agreed so the azzurro magazine says looks like injuries are starting to mount up for intern does this current squad have enough depth to maintain their hot form or are january recruitments needed any possible names you'd be interested in inter signing um so personally i think they have enough depth um, as it stands to go all the way however if they need to bring in any reinforcements in january i think a center back would be would be um, quite important for them. And the substitute striker is quite a pressing issue right now because if something happens to Thuram or Lautaro or if they have mm. to play midweek in the Champions League, you know, you need to rest one of them. The subs aren't quite... Arnautovic and Sanchez. Yeah, they're not always available, are they? Yeah, um, and for the first time ever, they don't have great third and fourth choice. Yeah. Well, previously, obviously, we know that they're... Let's call it third choice, even though it's debatable. Was Eden Zeko, yeah. for example, a great player who could have fantastic. Been no, easy. wait, he started for for Inter last season, so they had Correa yeah. on the bench. Not a very good option either. No, for me, if they need to bring in a striker in January, I think they could try and make a push for Bulaya That might be a smart signing for them for that mm. third third option, or try get like a loan deal for Ngonj and see how he does, man. You know, I mean, are... you go for those players right now who aren't happy at their club fighting mm. relegation, they might be tempted to leave. And I think those two names in particular can be quite, can be coops for Inter. And yeah. Inter love a good bargain. Huh? And I think those can be swayed away. Of course, Inter like a good bargain. One of my points here is that they do not afford to make yes. acquisitions in January. Thankfully for them, they have a deep squad that they do. If I had to say they need to address uh, any position in particular, oh, there was there was Lukaku last season at Inter as well. Yeah, it wasn't course. half bad in the latter stages. So yeah. Zerko was like the third choice, whatever. <laughs> um, look what happened with Samardzic for, for Inter. They, they made that acquisition, realized they didn't have that cash and ended up doing whatever the fuck happened over there. So I don't think they'll focus on making acquisitions unless they get it totally free of charge or for pennies. Um, with that being said, I think the positions that are mainly pressing are a centre-back, mm-hmm. as you said, not because they don't have depth over there, but because literally they've had so many injuries over there. Yeah. Literally most of them were injured at the same time. And secondly, either give Aslani some more minutes or get a centre-midfielder that you can depend on should that something happen trust. to Hakan. Yeah. Because now, 
it's no longer having Brozovic over there and if something happens to him, put Chalanoglu there and if something happens to Chalanoglu, bring on Aslani. Now, all of a sudden, you have um, Chalanoglu filling in that role and then there's Mkhitaryan and Barella. If anything happens to them, there's Frattesi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not like you could move a lot of things around. So either give Aslani some more minutes so that he can perform better over there in case he needs it. Um or make a signing that you can trust more than him. I think there's Sensi as well available, who's quite dynamic. Um, but Sensi's pretty dynamic, yeah. Knowing him, like 60 minutes in, he'll pull up and yeah. be unavailable for the rest of the month. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, uh, good points, bro. Um, I agree, they need advice from Shalanoglu for sure, because that position is key to their system. Yeah. Um, another question about Inter from Ben on Twitter. He says, are Inter going to run away with the league, or do you feel Juventus can keep up with them? I feel like playing once a week with the squad they have, Juve can easily keep up with Inter. Not easily, but they can keep up with Inter. Juve will be there to the final bell, man, yeah, because yeah. they can win games. We all know the, the, the team spirit that they have in them right now. We all know how, how many little goals, how how little goals they concede, I guess, if that's what, what the, few, the correct how, English. Few? Yeah, how few, yeah. what few goals they would concede. They'll certainly be there. I think Inter, when it comes to playing football and the manner in which they play football and the manner in which they blow their opponents out of the park, no one can play football that well in yeah. Italy. I yeah. think Inter are head and shoulders, the same way Napoli were in that sense, but... Napoli didn't really have much competition, bro, when it came to winning the league. This year is Napoli, Inter, they have competition and some more consistent Juve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, bro. And uh, Milan lurking in the shadows is a dark horse, kind of. Yeah, nine points away. Perhaps. Yeah, it's definitely tighter at the moment. Um, ben also asks, can you predict who's going to go down? Um, no. Very difficult, no, right? I um, can't. I, I probably can't either. Um, however, I would say that Salernitana and uh, Hellas Verona would be two, two of the more safe bets I would place. I two, think so. Two bets I'm more confident with. Yeah, I think so. I think Salernitana, considering that they've already made um, a change in management and haven't improved at uh-huh. all and they're still rock bottom and I don't have too much faith in the manager that they brought on board. Um, I think they, they might be gone, but it's still too early to say, right? Yes, and everyone's um, leaving in Afghan, man. Yeah. For Afghan. Yeah. Massive yeah. problems for them, Salernitana. Mm-hmm. Hellas have been flirting with relegation it's bound to for man. two seasons now. Um, Empoli don't look great, but they are improving. They're playing think better football than the guys around them. One of my least favorite teams in the league when it comes to how they play football, how they look, and just who they are, Udinese. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've regressed so hard, it's ridiculous. Look, if if you have Udinese and Hellas Verona go down, you get rid of two clubs that have been in Serie A for so long, who yeah. were so good at one point, and just lacked investment and direction and then you replace them with the clubs coming up from Serie B with good projects like of Palermo, Bari, mm. Venezia. They've Honestly, got... Verona and fucking Pozzo's Udinese deserve Honestly, to yeah, go down. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, um, they usually pull up their socks halfway through the season and just get a few wins to yeah. to, to prevent the drop. Um, but yes, I would say that Verona and Salernitana, if I had to bet, would go down and then it's one of either... Cagliari, um, nah, Cagliari nah, 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 nah. I, I wouldn't say they'll go down. No, 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 no. 
Um, Genoa, they have a terrible run, but I highly doubt it as well. Um, Why are you mentioning teams with such huge testicles right now to go down? Because, th- honestly, <laughs> apart from Verona and Salernitana, they've all got huge testicles. You see, Empoli, for example, you know, Empoli are playing good football at the moment, man. Very good football, are playing the ball around, I'd dynamic, you know, with Andrea Zoli. Medium sized testicles. Medium sized testicles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They do struggle to find the net. They so, do, that's true. That's, and you, you need to score to get those points, of course. Yeah. yeah, the next question comes from Andre on Instagram, who asks, who states rather, Theo Hernandez has been overhyped. He had his best season in the 2020-2021 season. If there has been a time when he was the number one left back in the world, it was then. I don't get how he's still compared to DiMarco. Who does Andre support? I'm not sure off the top of my head. Because I would his, guess his, Milan. His previous text is Manian played unbelievably bad. Um, so either he's a Milan fan or he's an Inter fan. Um, it has to be one of them. Um, so I agree with you that, that Manian <laughs> from your previous text has struggled a bit more recently. Although he has just had a fantastic game in the Champions League. Teo's not He's overhyped. a Milan fan. He's a Milan fan. Yeah. Teo's not overhyped, dog. He's, he's, he's simply not. Um, I think shouts that he is the best left back in the world. If, if, if you're making that claim, then perhaps you are overhyping him. Yes, um, he's not the best left back in the world. He is one of the best left backs in the league. Um, I'd say DeMarco right now in his position as a left wing back could be deemed more effective because he has way more contributions to goals. But like if I had to choose one defensively, for example, I'm going to choose Theo defensively. Yes, I'll yes, choose yes, him yes. all day, every day. Um, if Theo was playing as a left wing back, his output could be somewhere close. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have that accurate a strike and that accurate a cross. But boy, oh boy, when he starts cutting inside, then he's he's very dangerous. I don't think he's overhyped, bro. Um, but the the mark at the moment, he's just on. Way hotter mm, form, mm, you know? Yes, Theo is having a, an off-season. Um, he started off the season having an off-season, um, mm. rather. He was, that season, the undisputed number one left-back yeah. in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, as it stands now, I wouldn't even say he's one of the best in the league, bro. I'd still say he's top top five left-backs in the world. Aha, uh-huh, top know? five. Top of five course. is safe to say. Uh-huh. Um, Theo, Milan are lucky to have Theo Hernandez, man, because he's sure. shown nothing but loyalty and, and gratitude for being there. He has great leadership qualities. He knows how to slow the tempo of games down. He makes himself available to his coach, even offering to play centre-back amidst an injury crisis. Um, he makes the other team yeah. shit as well. Yeah. Like he, he embarrasses his opponents, he gets them booked, he gets them sent off. He, he's, he's got dumb freeze, bro freaking out in there <laughs> maybe not as much nowadays maybe but... not as much nowadays but yeah absolutely um and i i just don't understand um with all due respect obviously how this has come now when we've literally seen that he could even be versatile mm. that he could even play a center back role is it an ideal scenario no but, but he's gone there and, and i don't think you could say that that he's had bad games as a center back actually he's mm-hmm, impressed fine, me yeah, yeah. Yeah. As a centre back, um, like in a three-five-two, for example, Theo would be able to play as a left centre back and a left wing back. He's got that versatility yes. to him. 
And let's not forget as well, this guy he plays left wing back with France, like he starts nowadays, you know, yeah. he's undisputed, that role is mm-hmm. his, you know. So he's obviously a, a very good player. Um, Second part? I overhyped? I wouldn't say, no, overhyped. I would say fairly hyped because many people actually do criticize him quite a, th- quite, mm-hmm. um, quite a lot. So um, Andre also sent us, um, he has like a tops and flops kind of standing list he's uh-huh. made for Europe and Italy. Um, based on the on team performances this season, um, he warns us that there might be a few unpopular opinions. I want to read out the Serie A gradings and we can react to them. Okay, yeah. we can just say fair or unfair. Okay, so for mm-hmm. example, Atalanta five minus. Fair, fair. I agree. Mm-hmm. Bologna eight and a half. Correct. Correct. I'd even go nine. I'd yeah. even go nine. Yeah. Cagliari five and a half. Yes, because they're still in a dangerous position, but they've they've yeah. shown they've shown what they can do. Yeah, I go six, six. I'm you rounding up. I don't like these halves. Six, Empoli five, four and a half, five. <laughs> I think five is accurate because mm. they started terribly and now they're picking up a bit. Um, mm. So we can't really give them anything more than a five. But five, five is fair. Fiorentina seven minus. Yes, maybe seven. Six Really? Six for me I thought they'd get better They stayed exactly the same <laughs> You know Frosinone seven I'd go eight Yeah I think I think considering that they Got promoted then yes Yeah Torino seven Six Six as well Yeah Genoa six and a half Six, six, six and a half. They six, started six at like a seven, eight, but now they're, yeah. they're six. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'll, I'll give them six and a half just because of what they did to Roma. Exactly. Sure. Let's give them the point five for bragging points. Verona five. No. Four. Four. Yeah. yeah. Inter ten. Um, nine and a half because they lost to Sassuolo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Juventus eight. I think if you're going to put Bologna eight and a half, you have to give Juve nine. Yeah. They've, 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 Done good work of the top seven. They have my clean sheets. Yeah, nine. Nine. Eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not nice to watch, but they. they... No. Lots your three. Yeah, ah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. You exclude the Champions League, mm. of course, because they qualified there. Lecce six and a half. Um, a bit lower than that. They started uh-huh. at like a seven. Eight. Uh-huh. I'd say that a seven, six. Eight. Yeah, they probably started. Yeah, I would give that. You know what, dude? Six and a half is fair though. I'll six go six. A, I'll keep six and a half. Udinese 5 Udinese Fair, I agree No, I'd go less I'd go Udinese 4 But three. based on expectations Did you I, expect anything more from Udinese? I expected them to be way better, bro They had the start that they did last year mm, Fair enough But you know they, I'd give Udinese a 4 They kept losing pieces Pereira mm. wasn't even sure if he was going to stay Then he missed the entire preseason Joined late Lorenzo Lucas knew so their only goal scoring striker was a success who I don't think has ever scored. <laughs> well, you can cry me a river. <laughs> a lot of teams have had it worse, and the fact that Udinese have been so poorly run is also the mistake of Udinese. Fair enough. So I'll give them a four. Milan four. Harsh. <laughs> this guy. Come on, um, Andre. No, know, no. We no. love you, but what's this? Milan. Six. Six. I understand, obviously, that, that yes, whilst expectations are high, we must be realistic and say this team is entirely new. Yeah. And injuries have been a problem. And perhaps 
some, many have made the call that last summer there should have been a change in management. Mm-hmm. So taking all factors into account, six. Six is fair. I think I mean that 30. Really... But I did just make the argument that it's the fault of Udinese that they're run so badly. So let's give Milan a five and a half. No, I'd give Milan a six, man. You're in the top three. You're in a six. You know, I mean, there's still somewhat in the title race, somewhat granted. Um, they were balancing the group of death along with this. Like they had, a, they have many injuries and injury crisis beyond beyond reason. You know, you I can't think even we're understand. We're taking in also an element of expectation. Like this is the same side that was beating Napoli two 0 and came two two. The same side. Um, God, what was that game? I was in Australia, bro. I thought we were going to lose 3-2. We were winning 2-0. Lecce. Lecce. Um, and, and Milan ended up coming 2-2. A Milan that lost to Atalanta. Um, lost to Udinese. A Milan that lost yeah, to Udinese. Their only victory. Udinese's only victory Yes, it's not season. great, bro. It's not it's great. Okay, but, but last season, third, Milan please. had the worst title defence in Serie A history. You know what I mean? So, you're going to fucking... There were no expectations to... To run away with the league, you know, the the objective no, was top four and to try to push for the league. And to be honest, expectations-wise, this is pretty much what I expected. Mm. It's not far off. Uh, it, it's, it's just, I think, I, I think a six is what I expected. And I think Milan have just been a little bit off that. So okay. I'll, go, I'll go like five and a half. Fair enough. Monza, six plus. Yeah. Sure. 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 Expectations wise, I mean, they're exactly where I expected them to be. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe even a seven. Yeah. Napoli, six minus. If Milan are a four, if Milan are a four, Napoli have already changed coach. Yeah. They're on think... course for the worst title defense in history after Milan last season. I'm going to give Napoli a four. Yes, man. Based on, based on his knowledge. Yeah. Um, Roma, five and a half. Six. Six, same. Salernitana, four and a half. I'd even go as far three. as a three. <laughs> yeah. Sassuolo, six minus. I'll give them a four. I'll give them a five. Yeah, a five for beating Inter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was fun. Yeah, huh? thank you, Andrew. We that was have, actually great We fun. might have disagreed a bit, but that was genuinely fun. That was so good well content. Done. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Som mm-hmm. on, on Instagram is a naughty, naughty boy, bro. I like him, bro. I like him a His lot. His name is Sombroco, and he asks... Not well, he states rather not a hot take, but choose a sex position for each club. Torino are missionary, obviously. That's fucking That's hilarious. hilarious, man. That's hilarious. How many now, did you do? First of all, I don't know 20 sex positions. <laughs> right? I don't know 20 sex positions. I, I do like four, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've written a few, they're not even sex positions, they're just uh-huh. they're just concepts. I am called them. Yes, yes. I so the first one I did was Sassuola, a 69. I did Sassuola are sex at a funeral. So, that's, that's, that's definitely not a position. <laughs> but it's so fitting, man. Why do you think it's because they've funeral? got the because like come on, you don't you don't think like it's a good thing happening while a bad thing happens? L- like kind of like that. They've also got the self-destruct button just on. It's like they want they want to do good, but they can't help themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it's more like a 69 because they give and they get, you know. They give points to the to the bad teams and they take points from the good teams. Like a 69, you know, a 69. Yeah. 69 is good. I prefer sex at a funeral. Sure. Inter, anal. 
<laughs> Inter I did doggy. I doggy. gave someone else anal. <laughs> did Inter doggy? They're just fucking yeah. nailing from behind. You know what I mean? You could play around with doggy as well. Do a few different. For for you, I have aging. They'll get you there, but you sweat and stress a That's lot. That's a right? good one. I did spooning. <laughs> Especially because they're the old lady. I have this theory. And 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 I've argued with people over this. I say that old people only spoon to have sex. Because they don't have the force to like hold themselves up and like and like do this and that. So they just spoon. So the old lady, she spoons, no? My mind has been corrupted. <laughs> Frozen on our cowgirl, wild ride. Frozen on, I did fingering. <laughs> <laughs> because, because <laughs> they're, they're wild, but they're like 16-year-old yeah, wild. Yeah. You know that's I mean? true. They are the youngest they're, team in yeah, the league. That's hilarious. Like... That's so accurate. Um, Cagliari, I put intense, heated argument with your wife that ends up in lovemaking. Cagliari, I did come shot compilation. It's more like what you look up on porn. Um, Bologna, good oral. That's a great one. I, I don't have Bologna, so I'm just going to go... My anal one is Roma. Roma or anal. Why? I mean, because they they win dirty. Hmm. Roma. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's... Fair enough, fair it. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Genoa sex with erectile dysfunction <laughs> because they can't keep it up in the second half right <laughs> <laughs> I have Milan reverse cowgirl it's just like it could be the best thing and it can be the worst thing like it's true it can, yeah, yeah. It can actually hurt lead to an injury angle, and it like. often does for Milan yeah fantastic so um, I have one more okay please let's hear it Empoli over the pants rubbing so just shit. It's like some might call it dry, dry. Like for, what is it in America? Like dry first hunting. base. Ah, first base. I don't know. The, I don't know base. the bases, bro. Something like that. It's like yeah. just that. It's like rubbing over the pants. Interesting question. So it's nice that we make our listeners feel comfortable enough to come forward with uh-huh. these with these audacious um, questions and well updates. done, please. Guys. More of these. Huh? Yes, more of these. Well we, done. we definitely won't ignore them. We're really hitting our niche target audience. Yes, eh? man. It's, it's, it's like weird Serie A fan. <laughs> I love you guys. What a community! If you listen to what us, you're come. straight up weird. Um, <laughs> Kyle Domek, one of our patrons nowadays. Yes, well asks. Done. <clears throat> Who are some players that you guys predict will leave their current teams in January? The first name I can think of, the only name to be Dia, right? Dia, exactly. Dia. Dia. I also just have a little, like, just like food for thought. Just remember that Berardi tried to force his uh-huh. way out in, in, in the summer. Yes. So just Occhio. Yes. Yeah. Sanchez, um, of course, and Sanchez also, of Inter I, will probably. I thought leave. that maybe, I don't know, Radonjic is good uh-huh. and he doesn't have the manager's trust. That's so good. maybe Radonjic to go to one of these teams battling relegation, give Fair them point. a bit of a boost. Fair point, bro. Maybe. Um, yeah, but other than that, I don't think there are any obvious ones. And I think the likes of Albert Goodmanson. Mm. Cyril and Gonge, I think those um, teams are going to do their absolute best to keep them yeah. and they're going to be very difficult to, to nick um, in January. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But yeah. Um, how would you pronounce B-U-B-U-N-E? Baboony. No, baboon. Baboon. Baboon asks, question for the next podcast. How on earth did AC Milan let Jack Bonaventura go? 
on a free. Yes, a and very simple answer for this. It's the same way they let Pirlo go for a free. Yeah. They typically, and and it's a mistake that many big football clubs do, um, and it is forgetting how good a player is when they hit their 30s and early 30s they're like if we need to um uh, shuffle things around and remove this salary then let this player's contract run out they're 31 32 anyway and we could replace them adequately by bringing in some young talent that's what they did when they got rid of Pirlo that's what they did when they got rid of Bonaventura but in Italian football there are so many late bloomers, bro. Course, and that's saying like as much as Pirlo was great at Milan, for example, his role at Juve, those five uh, Scudetti in a row, so on and so forth. He was magic. He played the best football of his life over there. Bonaventura is currently playing the best football of his life. Absolutely. Qualiarella played the best football on his life. But you can never say, uh, maybe this new environment um, did him well. Maybe had he stayed at Milan, he'd be one of the permanently injured players Uh as well. You never know. know When you leave, you get hungry eh? to impress, hungry to make a name for yourself at at a new place, get get an entire city behind you, you know? Yeah, I'm just looking at the players who came in after um, Bonaventura left. It was technically Brahim Diaz who was his replacement <laughs> and then you look at um like like that that makes no sense you know okay you're bringing in a youngster on loan to replace a player who, who was your best player for so long and we don't that need, he was we don't need to discuss the business milan have done in the past because it did that like some of it is just abysmal man yeah some of it is abysmal so that's it bro those are the listener oh, questions we discussed. More, there might have? be yeah? i might have missed one let me just um, Luca Argento, if I missed any of your questions, I'm sorry, because it seems every week I miss I miss a question of this poor guy. I think we got all of them. Yeah, seems to be the case. Do you have any questions for me, bro? What kids did you get me? Ah, yes. So Matt and I, uh, during the Christmas season, we get each other a surprise kit. And uh, yeah, um, I think you're on to me and I think I'm on to you. I think, how about... You leave the room right now, and I tell the listeners what kit I got you. And then I leave the room. You come back in. You tell the listeners. But you're gonna listen back what, to this. You got me. What's up? No, we're not gonna listen no, back I'll, to it. Yeah. No, but they hear Oh, um, I can go. Why would we hear it from anyone? You can room? whisper it into the mic. You won't technically hear it. Sarah, just by the way, listening to every episode nowadays because hey. we don't have a door in the well, studio. No, anymore. no, this is our live so audience. If you heard a flushing sound, by the way, earlier uh-huh. this episode, <laughs> that was her. <laughs> or someone running a bath or something. <laughs> uh, shall we do that? Hey, yes, I'm yes, going to yes, leave yes. the room. Leave, leave the room. And you know what, bro? And guess which one I got you and then. No, 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 no. Okay, 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 actually. Yeah. Got it? Okay, okay. Okay. Remember to whisper properly, like actually whisper. All right? Yep. You guess who I got you? Yes. Okay. Get further away, bro. Sorry. And cover your ears. Sorry. I whispered Mala. All right. So I got him Giorgio Scalvini's kit from last season, Atalanta's Awake kit. And I think he got me a Coop Miners kit. 
because I have a suspicion that we picked the same team. But yeah. All right, bro. What the hell is all this water in the hall? That's the cat. The cat puts her paw in the water bowl and just blesses the apartment every now and then. Oh, it was Sarah, apparently. It was Sarah. Um, okay, thank I, you. I think I might have whispered a bit too, too softly. softly. I wonder if they'll hear me. <laughs> we can't listen back now. Either. Well, I can't listen back to mine. Uh, what if you accidentally go to the timestamp where I said it and you ruin the surprise, bro? Fuck it, fuck it. We'll just we leave stay, it. We stay, we stay, we stay, we stay. Thank you, anyway, that was fun. Yes. <laughs> we should do this more often. I mean, we do it like twice a week, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's often enough. No, but, but it's, it's something we've only just started doing, and I think we should keep it up, because it's a fun little episode, yeah. a chill episode, and, you know. And requires... remember, you don't need to wait for us to announce that you can ask us questions yeah, and just send us drop messages. drop at any time. We're so chill. Like, we're DMs speak about open. Them. Exactly. And become patrons. You know what I mean? Three ninety nine a month. You know what, man? Become a patron. Become a legend. Bro, we should start a campaign. <laughs> become a patron. Become a legend. There we go. Also, watch this space because we have some other news coming out soon. So stay yes. tuned. It rhymes with Miverme. Exactly. Or Liverme. Yes. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye. This is Seria Spotlight. If you like Syria A or have ever liked it in the past, it's a good opportunity for you to listen once a week and you'll get filled in. In the football weekend, that's like the main dish. But then a few days later, you drop your episode and that's like the dessert. And the dessert is just perfect. It's good, the cake. It makes it feel like we're all sitting in a room together, just BSing with each other. The atmosphere is fantastic. I promise nobody will ask you to send boob pics. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I love how you go into so much detail and show so much passion towards each and every team. Literally, no team is left undiscussed. When I listen to you, it's like I'm talking to you in a pub. It's like I'm chatting to a friend and you're chatting to me.